Welcome to Let Love, a podcast with the Sisters of Life. We invite you to join us for conversation, looking at life through the lens of love. You are loved, you are made in God's image, and your life matters. Let's talk about it. Well, praise be Jesus Christ. Here we are back. This is Sister Stay, And this is Sister Veritas. And we're back with Let Love Podcast with the Sisters of Life. And it's a joy. It's just an absolute joy. Here we are in this season talking about the beauty of the human person, which I know for me in these weeks, it's just been awesome to live life each day, kind of with this in the back, um, kind of on the back pot of my stove, the beauty of the <laughs> human person. Because um, it does, it brings beauty to life mm-hmm. uh, as you step back and give life space. But um, before we get started in this episode, uh, I think we want to share a little sorrow. Yes. Well, I guess it's not totally ours or... It might be my joy, but I know you've <laughs> felt it more as a sorrow. I'm so sad. Well, you see, we had two big trees, one in our backyard and one kind of outside the fence, mm-hmm. that were the squirrels' homes. Like there's kind of like a squirrel, ho- squirrel yeah. hotel. Gorgeous maples. Gorgeous maples. They moved right in. Yeah. And they had really a, like, hot, you know, top real estate right there. Mm-hmm. But the trees had some kind of terrible disease mm-hmm. and needed to be chopped down. Yeah. So, <laughs> to fast forward, they were chopped down. Yeah. But the moment, I think all of us in the in the dining room, refectory area, we were watching the squirrels and it literally was this moment of this little squirrel going up to like climb up the tree <laughs> and then going on the top, like the, the stump and realizing like there's no tree and the just bald stump. being so confused. Mm. And all of us just imagine all nuns postulants being like, oh, <laughs> it was sad. It was, I know. I think someone you know, lamented the orphan squirrels (laughs) (laughs) somehow. Anyway, and I know we've talked a lot about the squirrels and Mm -hmm. that they've brought great troubles and sorrows and chewed through fuel lines. But yeah, again, the beauty of a tree Mm -hmm. uh, sheltering so many graces and occasions uh, in and through the life of our community and our convent. And it is, there's an objective sorrow in that. And then, yeah, these poor squirrels have lost their homes. We're just wondering where we're going to find them next. Right. If that makes the uh, our porches or our <laughs> what makes it more vulnerable, but I think too, sister, it's a good lead into uh, what we're going to talk about today, which is really this call to craftsmanship, mm, right? At every cool. frontier of life, mm-hmm. that how are we going to live it? Mm-hmm. And I think just having a very practical conversation of like, gosh, how am I going to live it? And it's really good to step back and ask that question. But how these guys took down the tree it was amazing it was absolutely amazing like huge tree huge i mean huge Huge. i calculated today i saw another tree of similar height and bulk and there was a little plaque and it was planted in like 1950 wow so yep it was that's about the time 70 plus years old huge and gorgeous and beautiful Mm -hmm. and the way that they, it was like watching them work, first of all, that they were enjoying their work, they were mm-hmm. smiling, um, but also the focus, the intentionality, how they used gravity, how they used ropes and pulleys and heavy machinery. Mm. And I mean, it's dangerous work. Yeah. It's really dangerous work. And how artfully they did it mm-hmm. uh, with incredible skill. And it was actually so compelling. We were all <laughs> I know. like it was a show. I don't know who was watching who. <laughs> And even at different intervals, we would erupt in cheers. We'd be clapping for them. Mm -hmm. And they loved it. Big smiles on their faces. But their work really drew our attention Mm -hmm. and inspired us, actually, Mm -hmm. in the beauty in which they executed an incredible task. 
It was amazing. Yeah. It was kind of addicting to watch. It I was. have to confess. I was it like, was. I just can't tear my my eyes away. It's like the brilliance of like how they just dis- mm-hmm. basically dismantled this tree. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was quite, I mean, they could really make reality TV shows out of this <laughs> stuff. I would watch it. Amen. Well, and I think there it is, sister. It's like it drew us. It was captivating mm-hmm. because I think it was beautiful. And I think you'd say that's strange. Like these guys were taking a tree down. But actually, this is the potential, I think, mm-hmm. that we find at any frontier of our lives. And I, we're going to break those open today, whether it's where we're called into leadership or administration or responsibility or just our way of life. Mm-hmm. You know, what are our patterns? What are our schedules? And how do those boil down? Um, how am I going about living mm-hmm. uh, in our work, in our relationships with others, in our relationship with God? Mm-hmm. You know, these are just a few mm-hmm. of the, probably the the broad strokes of, of any life, right? And how am I engaging that? Because each of these places and frontiers i like calling them frontiers because mm-hmm. i think there's tension at these places you got to tame them a little bit you got to yeah. cultivate things like totally. there's there's work to be done and things to engage but how do i allow the beautiful mm-hmm. to unfold there and um yeah i can't wait to break it open i love that what it means to live an intentional and, and meaningful life mm-hmm. and, and letting the beautiful manifest it's so powerful sister mm-hmm. and we all want it yeah yeah well mercy should we start out with a prayer this sounds great in the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Amen. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Lord Jesus. Lord, you're the creator of all things. You fashioned us in your image and likeness and called us to yourself in love and for love. And we ask you right now, Lord, to fill us with your spirit, fill us with your peace. Help us to see as you see. Um, Lord, help us to make uh, of our lives the masterpiece that you desire that we may be with you forever in heaven. We entrust ourselves to you and to our mother uh, as we pray, Hail Mary, full of of grace, grace, the Lord Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Our Lady, Mother of Life, pray for us. The Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen, sister. I know when you, we just sat down here, you came in with an awesome quote from John Paul II just about craftsmanship and this whole reality that we're kind of leaning into today. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. Uh, he says, Dear young people of every language and culture, a high and exhilarating task awaits you, that of becoming men and women capable of solidarity, peace, and love of life with respect for everyone. Become craftsmen of a new humanity, where brothers and sisters, members of all the same family, are able at last to live in peace. Whoa. Yeah. Craftsmen of a new humanity. It's pretty awesome. It is pretty awesome. Sounds like a new TV show or something. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, that could be a real adventure series. Yeah. It's so cool. Oh my gosh. Well, no, I love it. I love it. It's a huge dare. I know Mm -hmm. my heart. kind of raises up it's Mm -hmm. a it's a beautiful challenge because as we're thinking about this right who am i i made in the image and likeness of god of of he who is beauty and truth and goodness Mm -hmm. and so naturally yes i have infinite desires for truth beauty and goodness uh as part of my own life and what am i about in life right I'm about becoming who I am in God, um, reaching out for that fulfillment mm-hmm. in God, uh, living 
as much as I can on this side of the veil, uh, that communion with him and mm-hmm. in that love that our hearts crave for. And I love throwing in this question. I think this is a big question we can just ask ourselves generally today. How? Mm-hmm. How do I go about that? And I think this is just going to be a practical, real conversation, sister, right? Because yeah. I think even us in... And we have many of these uh, dimensions laid out for us in mm. our way of life as sisters. But it's like, actually, how am I going to enter into them? Mm. And I think we all have different demands and realities to mm. our lives. Uh, but the choice that remains for us at every moment as mm. we rise to meet each new day is, is how. Mm-hmm. Is my how um, control, right? Mm-hmm. Am I just trying to control everything and keep it quiet? Mm-hmm. Is my how fear, you know, it's like, okay, whatever is the, the, the path of least terrors or something, right? <laughs> right. Um, is, is my how, like, you know what, I'm just going to, like, be aloof. Am I just going to disengage and not care about life as, as my, my way of getting through? Mm-hmm. Or is my how craftsmanship, um, co-creating with God, participating mm-hmm. in this divine life that is extended to me? And I think... Again, there's many hows. We can go about things in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of ways to do life, so to speak. <laughs> right. um, but I think when we sit back and think about it, it makes a huge difference mm-hmm. how we go about it. Mm-hmm. And it makes a world of difference, actually. And it, it actually changes um, even our vision, how we see things, mm-hmm. how we approach other people, mm-hmm. our posture of heart, spiritual fruitfulness of our activities. Everything is different depending on kind of yeah how we approach it amen sister Mm -hmm. well i mean let's just bat some of these around Mm -hmm. because i know even sitting here sister and and engaging this conversation it's helpful to me Mm -hmm. sitting back and saying okay in the places where i've been entrusted with responsibility where i'm asked to to lead Mm -hmm. or care for others to engage administration so Mm -hmm. to speak um what do i appeal to Mm -hmm. right how am I going about that? Mm-hmm. Do I appeal to myself and to control and to domination and to power? Mm-hmm. Or do I appeal to grace, dependence on God, um, craftsmanship, so to speak? Right. And I think it's, I mean, I think that's a great example. Any kind of leadership or administrative role, right? You're entrusted with a lot. Mm-hmm. Like you're actually, there's a lot on your shoulders. A lot of people are looking to you. Um, you know, things, tasks are kind of under your care. So there can be a pressure, feeling this pressure to achieve, to get things done, to perform well, to kind of organize those under you in a way that's effective. So there's, there can definitely be a lot of pressure and I just want to validate that. But I think we can fall into um, one, yeah, like you mentioned, a need for control, right? To um, kind of sometimes micromanage or, you know, cross every T and dot every I, even those that don't, don't belong to me, you know, or um, sometimes control kind of in leadership positions can look like not actually entrusting things to other people and kind of having the steel grip on on things or uh, insisting on a bottleneck or things like that which actually can kind of choke the life of the project or the team you know um, so I mean lots of ways that we can see this kind of manifest itself um, but I think it's one great kind of litmus test of, of how if I'm approaching leadership with a posture of control like and it's particularly like over control. One way to look at this is, are the people on my team flourishing? Mm-hmm. You know, um, am I being burnt out? Mm-hmm. Um, are, are the tasks uh, that I'm entrusted with actually bearing fruit? Mm-hmm. You know, if those, if those answers are no to all those, those questions, 
that might be something to look at. It could be the symptom of of control or over control, mm-hmm. um, and not actually giving space to the holy for the Holy Spirit to to live and act. Amen. Mm-hmm. Amen, sister. Well, and here it is. I think as you're saying, you can see the difference, like the the dynamic on the team, and you can feel it. Mm-hmm. Uh, even the leader can feel it, mm-hmm. right? Um, if you're super stressed out, um, mm-hmm. it's like, oh, you know. Actually, it doesn't have to be that way. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually love looking at leadership and Mm -hmm. even if you think about coach k uh, i know a lot of people love him Uh, he's kind of an icon of coaching Mm -hmm. in ncaa basketball 45 years i mean i think he's he's the man he's the goat right (laughs) (laughs) it's what he's what people uh, i know love to say the greatest of all time but actually a man of faith a Mm -hmm. man of discipline uh you know, he graduated from West Point and he was blessed with incredible coaching, but it's so incredible to read articles about him mm. um, and the way that he approached leadership. In one of his interviews, he talked about the reality that the way to coach each person depends on their personality and the situation they're in. Effective leaders think about each individual and tailor their coaching approach, he said. Wow. He said, it's up to the leader to get the message across. You have to figure it out. So it's like, that beautiful taking that responsibility mm-hmm. to stewardship and to using your gifts to ennoble mm-hmm. the person, the project, the task in front of you. Mm-hmm. Um, and they also talk about Coach K cultivating an incredible culture of family mm. that if they were going to win, they were going to win together. Mm-hmm. You know, he would host a lot of events at his own home. Um, his wife actually apparently was, was a mom for, for many of his players, uh, historically looking at his players, they weren't just successful mm. on the court and, uh, academically while, while at Duke, but seeing how successful they were as persons, wow. um, men of character. And then, yeah, um, incredible careers that they, then stepped into, but based on the the lessons and and the the beautiful ways that they grew beneath mm-hmm. uh, the care of Coach K, mm-hmm. and that inspires me. Yeah, they won a lot of championships, and he I think he has the most number of wins of any coach in NCAA history. Wow! But actually, isn't this what we want to be thinking about? Mm-hmm. Whether yeah, whatever authority that we're given, exercising it towards the common good, whether it were mom or a dad. Uh, whether this is at the workplace, whether we're coaching, there's so many different places that we can steward um, responsibility mm-hmm. for the good of the other mm-hmm. and doing that with trust in God. Um, yeah, it's it's an awesome invitation and challenge. And again, it looks and feels differently depending on how mm-hmm. we go about doing it. It's so true. And and as you're saying, sister, I was so moved, but just like the fact of like this personal approach to every person under his care and yeah, and like leadership, it's not, you know, successful leadership is not based again in in control or fear or aloofness. It's like there's no indifference in successive successful leadership. Mm-hmm. It's I care about you. Yeah. I care about you and you matter. Yeah. Um and it's powerful. And and you can see the fruitfulness of it. Mm-hmm. Um living leadership in a way that actually becomes a craft. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. And it creates beauty, yields beauty, mm-hmm. generates beauty. Mm-hmm. Uh, not only in, in our hearts, but in those um whom we've been entrusted with. Mm -hmm. It's awesome. Amen, sister. Amen. And it's good to think about. Mm -hmm. It's good. uh, Wherever we stand, um, kind of backing up and asking the Lord, okay, uh, these are my strengths. These are my weaknesses. Um, These are the ways I see fruitfulness and grace. These are the the ways that I see things getting stuck. Uh, But stepping back, asking for light, for inspiration. Mm -hmm. Or these are the ways that I feel burnt out. And saying, okay, 
does it have to be that way? Mm -hmm. uh, how does the Lord want to inspire change in that dimension? Because in a sense, uh, we a call to crafting that whole realm of administration, leadership, whatnot, in a way that to give fully of oneself while giving as a whole person and becoming mm -hmm. even more. And that's mm -hmm. actually for the leader as well. Yeah. Uh, remaining full of life as one gives life. Mm -hmm. Please God. Mm -hmm. And learning how to receive from those under your charge, actually. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. And listening, the power of listening mm -hmm. in leadership. It's irreplaceable. Amen, sister. Mm -hmm. And again, so much we can say, but again, we're just going to trot through uh, kind of these big areas and just take a practical look. Ask a lot of questions. Uh, these are all places I know I'm just feeling blessed to be thinking about. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, even too, like second point, kind of a way of life. You know, what is your way of life? What is the, is the approach to the way that you live your day. Mm -hmm. What's your schedule look like? Um, are you getting enough exercise? You know, uh, are you eating good food? What's your general well-being mm -hmm. uh, like? Care of self, a reverence for self. Even thinking about fostering a home. You know, mm -hmm. what's what does home look like? You know, I remember my mom talking about visiting my dad for the first time mm -hmm. when they had just met each other and he was a resident at the time. And so, yeah, a lot of work and long hours. And she said she went over to his apartment and there was a box of cereal in the fridge <laughs> and a jug of milk. And I think very sparse, not much furniture <laughs> at all. And, uh, you know, very simple is what it indicated to her and perhaps um, a man who was very busy in, <laughs> in his his studies and efforts to become a physician. But but thinking about this uh, and stepping back to say, how do I want to craft mm -hmm. all these, my way of life, so to speak? St. Francis of Sales talks a lot about this. Mm -hmm. In a sense, developing a way of life, a rhythm of life that upholds you in your particular vocation, in your particular call, uh, in your work. Mm -hmm. And... And stepping back and saying, am I living a rat race? Am I living uh, underneath the the tyranny of my own self-expectations or those of others? Um, how am I engaging? Mm -hmm. And do I need to slow down? Do I need more rest? Do I need to find ways to bring beauty into my way of life? Do I need to change my schedule up a little bit? Even um, I came across a really awesome book. I would highly recommend it. It's called The Theology of Home. Cool. And it talks about finding the eternal in the everyday. And it's a really beautiful book. And this is exactly what it does. It takes mm. this whole concept of home. Uh, and the authors are Carrie Grass and Noel Maring. Um, really phenomenal. And like pausing, stepping back to say, how is my home a place where life can flourish mm. and unfold? Mine and others. Mm -hmm. And space and architecture and the way that we create rooms all of that mm -hmm. uh, can make such a huge difference mm -hmm. uh, can help people to become mm -hmm. um, and yeah I was really really inspired uh, just looking at this book it's very beautiful and steps back talks about the elements of home light nourishment safety order comfort hospitality um, it really is wonderful it's worth a read and I think really uh, challenges one to this call to craftsmanship. It's so awesome. And it also, I think, in a way, 
kind of calls us out of, we can kind of live, as we mentioned before in previous episodes, but can be a spirit of chaos or a spirit of, ah, go, go, go. And actually Mm -hmm. living this order and um, this beauty of of a way of life um, and not actually living in the the trap of random. Because I think if we don't have like a set kind of routine or a set way of life Mm -hmm. or um, it's kind of, you know, just kind of whatever, we can actually feel random because our, our environment, our atmosphere kind of reflects back to us who we are. Right. And it's so if, if there's no order there or if there's no order in our schedule, we can just feel like, ugh, yes, yeah, random, bored, not sure where I'm going, you know, but there's something, as you're saying, so beautiful to actually looking at every aspect of, of a way of life. So, yes, how my house is ordered, um, what my daily schedule looks like when I'm eating. When I'm, you know, how I'm sleeping, all everything that you mentioned, and actually, like God wants to be in every one of those things, because you're not random, mm-hmm. like you're intentional. Mm-hmm. He loves you. He wants you to be here, and He wants everything around you to reflect back to you who you are. Amen. Um, and we can actually participate in that in creating like this atmosphere, um, which can actually help regenerate us mm-hmm. instead of sap our strength. You know, mm-hmm. so just to look at, yeah, your life and kind of. Um, how how are things going, you know? Amen. Um, do I believe myself to be good, to mm-hmm. be worthwhile, mm-hmm. to be worthy of love, to be worthy of reverence and care, you know? Amen. Um, and if not, or if I'm struggling with that, um, you know, to ask the Lord for grace, but also to look at look at ways in, in which your own life, where you're not actually reflecting that to yourself, you know, uh, and, and your kind of normal day to day. That's beautiful, um, sister. And even, I mean, I can just testify, coming into the convent, like everything, I mean, you know this, mm-hmm. everything has meaning. Mm-hmm. Like there's nothing casual or small mm-hmm. um everything is meant for a purpose uh the bell ringing pr- prayer time meal time recreation time like it's all it's all free time we're choosing it yeah. you know but it's it's all meant for a purpose and it's amazing when you live intentionally your your day like magnifies but like threefold yeah. we always joke in the convent that there's always like five days in one day it's amazing you know it's powerful well and it is sister i love it um stepping back to open up even the little things to the eternal because mm-hmm. the eternal wants to meet us mm-hmm. in the small things and in everything. Yeah. Nothing would again be casual or small. Uh, and it's, it's beautiful to think about, not get over, over, you know, we don't want to micromanage ourselves, mm-hmm. but we want to open the windows and doors mm-hmm. of, of our lives to let in the breath of God mm-hmm. to reverence ourselves and those around us. Mm-hmm. And little things can make a huge difference. Mm-hmm. You know, a little extra rest, a little extra effort to to eat well uh, can can facilitate huge changes mm-hmm. uh, just to living better. And mm-hmm. God wants that. Mm-hmm. Um, well, and I think that brings us beautifully into work, mm-hmm. right? That this is a huge, I think, place and a, a challenging place yeah. to be a craftsman um, and in a sense to engage work. And we've talked a lot about this, so we don't have to belabor it, but that entering into work in a way that I remain a whole person mm-hmm. and that I remain free to become mm-hmm. ultimately that as I enter into the labor of the day, I have space within my mind, my heart, my soul to be developed and that work is for me, mm-hmm. uh, not the other way around. I am not for my work and the the dignity of the human person should not be at the expense of, right. um, you know, productivity or 
getting the job done at any cost. In a sense, it's that's too great a cost uh, if it's compromising one's dignity, one's balance, one's freedom, ultimately, mm-hmm. to, to become, to be developed, to, yeah, be human, mm-hmm. uh, so to speak. And I know that this is a huge frontier. Mm-hmm. It's hard. And I think there's many stages and to be very patient with oneself as far as there's different seasons to work when you're initially at a job, you got to learn it all. And there's a, a challenge and a demand to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then developing sustainability within that task and then persevering as, you know, perhaps if you're persevering in the second or third decade of the same craft or the same work, uh, finding meaning uh, even still. In, in what has become more routine or mundane. And there's many different seasons and chapters and frontiers to this, but um, just an encouragement, a, a practical challenge to mm-hmm. take a look at it, you mm-hmm. know? Um, make a little change here or there and see how you can open it up to the eternal, open mm-hmm. it up to life. Mm-hmm. And that work, its value is not only monetary right? Its value can be eternal, right? Mm-hmm. Our work united with the Lord's work on the cross can actually like bring life to souls, can can win graces for souls, you know? And it's it's amazing. Like even we visited the monastery of Bethlehem mm-hmm. in Livingston Manor and these sisters, you see their amazing um, artwork that they've done. Their, incredible. their statues, their like pottery. And I was looking at one plate and it was like the intricacy of the lines mm-hmm. uh, of the design. It was outrageous. And it, I was like, that must have taken months to do, like just the level of detail. But it's like, and is it wasted? No. No. It's so powerful. Yes, yeah, sister. Um, and so actually knowing that, like nothing you do when given to Jesus is wasted. Nothing. Wow. Nothing. And actually, sister, I was talking to a couple who just purchased some of their pottery. Wow. And they said the food actually tastes better. I believe it. Like, because you can actually, they experienced, it was totally spontaneous. They're like, you know that this thing, this piece of pottery is a prayer. Mm-hmm. And you're so aware. And even had they not been told or mm-hmm. knew where this came from, that there is a, a power and a grace wow. to to this piece of pottery uh, because of how. Mm-hmm. Uh, someone approached bringing it into yeah. life. Yeah, it's powerful. Yeah, well, that and that brings us, I think, into our fourth point of mm-hmm. relationships. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, how, how do we approach relationships, right? Whether that be mm-hmm. with a spouse, with a friend, with family, with children, right? What what's our posture of heart? What's mm-hmm. our stance toward others in as we engage with them mm-hmm. um, in our in our thoughts in our our conversation and our actions and our prayer, you know, what does that look like? Yes. Yeah, um, and how can we let beauty manifest itself in that? Amen, sister. Well, and even to thinking that having a long view for relationships, right? That we all know our hearts are sensitive and delicate and uh, one word misplaced uh, can, can mm-hmm. be so wounding or disorienting or pr- bring confusion. You know, it's the worst. Um, mm-hmm. And in a sense, how do I want to craft this relationship um, towards eternity? Mm-hmm. How do I push this person towards eternity? How do I approach this person as a mystery? Mm-hmm. Allow them to unfold today and then in a new way the next day, not putting people into boxes. Mm-hmm. Like you don't know. And I talk to married couples after 30 years. They'll t- I love it. I was just talking to a couple. They're like, she's still a mystery. He's still a mystery. <laughs> and that's why their love is flourishing. Mm-hmm. That's why their relationship is flourishing. That they 
give space for the other to be discovered. Mm-hmm. And I think it is, you want to approach with this spirit of reverence, of of craft, mm-hmm. of, okay, what grace does God want to give today in this mm-hmm. relationship? Is it forgiveness? Is it generosity? Is it love? Mm-hmm. Is it patient endurance? Uh, that relationships are a great labor mm-hmm. uh, and a great labor ultimately of love. Mm-hmm. I don't know, sister, if you've if you've been inspired by any relationship I have, you know, there's a great story um, of one of our sisters who was in the Navy before she entered Mm -hmm. and she had a a good friend. I'll call him Craig. He was a a lieutenant in the Navy and his, anyway, he was out on a mission uh, with a bunch of other men and his job was to really protect um, this, this one man in in particular role of authority. He might've been an admiral or something. And so they went into these, this meeting at this embassy and uh, it was in a dangerous territory. There was a lot of, um, turmoil and he's coming out and craig gets shot wow. uh, as he's coming out in the neck he takes takes the, the bullet uh instead of his admiral and so he's they kind of take him pull him to the car and he's lying uh, in the arms of his of his leader wow. you know dying wow. and and he looks up at him and craig says oh, sir tell me that i am loved wow. tell me that i am loved you know, and then uh, his, his his admiral says, I love you, Craig. I love you. Wow. And then he dies, Oof. you know, and it's like, wow, what a cry of the heart, actually. This is the wow. cry of every human heart. Amen, Tell sister. me that I am loved, Oof. you know, and if we actually approach every person we meet, mm. realizing that that's what their heart is calling out for, mm-hmm. that changes everything. That mm. changes everything. It actually melts any temptation we have toward control or fear or aloofness or indifference, mm-hmm. right? Because when we realize that this person is made in the image of God and that their heart is crying out, tell me I am loved, right? Which manifests itself in so many ways. It can manifest itself in, you know, how they dress, how they act, um, anything. It's, it's all of it is please tell me I'm loved. And that changes everything. And that actually allows us to, as you're saying, like, whether it's a new relationship or one of many years and it's kind of like, I know this person through and through, you know, I'm, <laughs> they drive me crazy, whatever it is. But actually it's like <laughs> that posture allows you to see the sparkle, to see the mystery that you're talking about. Amen, sister. That it's, it's actually, there's an infinite mystery in each person um, and we can never get to the bottom of it. No. And, and that actually allows for the unfolding of the beautiful. And so it's powerful. It's really powerful, sister. Mm-hmm. Well, and even as you speak, it's like, oh, Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it pierces my heart. And I think you say it so well mm-hmm. in the reality that we can be love. Mm-hmm. And is that not an incredibly beautiful mm-hmm. task yeah. or call? Mm-hmm. Yes, to crafting. How can I, mm-hmm. in the unique mind, heart, and soul that I've been given, be love? Mm-hmm. And and that's actually what we're called to. Mm-hmm. Be love for one another mm-hmm. um, and bring that to life for each other. Be that answer. Mm-hmm. for each other um, and ultimately I think brings us into our fifth point um, which is how we can do that which is is ultimately we can be love for others as we receive love mm-hmm. from God and I think it's the capstone we talk about often and dive into but that vertical mm-hmm. that relationship with God that we have through prayer and through the way that we live that prayer in and through each day mm-hmm. right and how how do I go about life when I leave 
the chapel, when I leave mass, when I leave my prayer time in the morning, uh, when I leave those points of encounter that I'm intentional mm-hmm. about making, but in prayer, but also as I go forth, mm-hmm. because God wants to be a part of every moment of every day, mm-hmm. and He's there at every moment of every day, and tapping into that vertical and how how can I live with that awareness of God more deeply? Because I think that is what allows us to, in a sense, rock the how mm-hmm. as we enter in as leaders, mm-hmm. um, as we take responsibility, that we can serve with the heart of Christ mm-hmm. uh, or our way of life, right? That I will know, I'll have the light of the Holy Spirit, how to craft my life, how to craft my schedule for the day, how to go about it. If I'm in tune, if I'm listening to mm-hmm. God, um, work, I'm going to enter into work differently if I know I'm being loved. Mm-hmm. Uh, same thing with relationships with others. I'm, I'm going to be able to lean in to forgiveness and to hard conversations if I know I've got the love of God mm-hmm. backing me up and filling my heart. Mm-hmm. So it really is. It's the heart of the heart. It's mm-hmm. the core of everything. It's the animating principle to be able to answer that call to craftsmanship, mm-hmm. I think, in our lives mm-hmm. um, and animate the how, mm-hmm. how we go about life. Yeah. And I think part of that is just talking to him about everything, mm-hmm. talking with him about everything. Mm-hmm. Because as soon as we talk to him about something, normal things in our daily life, it actually becomes um, a work of art in itself just by the talking on it. Praise you know, God. Now, the Lord actually wants to answer every every desire, every situation, every circumstance with himself. You know, one of our sisters was lost at dark. It was dark outside, side of the road. She's lost. She pulls over. She oh, stands gosh. up. She's like, I don't know what to do. I don't know where I am. Mercy. And so she just prays like, Lord, like, please send me an angel to help me. Because <laughs> she, she really just didn't know where she was. This car pulls over a couple of minutes later. This man gets out. He's like, sister, I am Ricardo, your guardian angel. Okay, that's awesome. <laughs> but like these little things, like seeing God everywhere and actually giving him the space to act just simply by articulating our reality to him at every turn, you know? I love that, sister. And again, here we are. I'm just so grateful, mm-hmm. actually, sister, for just kind of just getting into a practical conversation, looking at the broad strokes of life and just thinking about how do I answer mm-hmm. that call to craftsmanship in in every dimension, in every moment. Um, I wonder, though, sister, as before we go, do you have any challenges? You know, I do. I have this uh, this quote from Carl Anderson's book, Civilization of Love. Uh, subtitle what every catholic can do to transform the world but there's just this one quote which i thought was kind of nice um he says it can be hard to see the meaning and purpose of life when one feels like a single blade of grass in a field that stretches farther than the eye can see but if we change our perspective and see our ultimate vocation as one of love and of manifesting that love in whatever circumstances we happen to find ourselves the picture becomes far brighter. We regain the possibility of realizing our own absolute worth as well as the worth of others because we recognize that it it is neither we ourselves nor society that has established that worth. Rather, it is God who has done so and he has done so through love. You know, so just, I mean, I think that's a beautiful reflection in itself, but then even just praying to the Lord, which we've spoken about before, but Lord, I give you permission in my life. Like I'm available, (laughs) you know, giving, giving the Lord a blank check, giving Jesus a blank check and letting him, um, letting him kind of take over every aspect of your life. 
uh, with his love. Amen. That's my challenge. That's so awesome. Yeah. It's really stunning. Mm-hmm. What about you? You know, sister, I'm inspired by the story, Trail Angels, right? That those places where we feel stuck mm-hmm. or that we can't or that life has us beat, mm-hmm. right? Or the place where we feel, I can't get out of this rat race. Or again, we all know uh, the places that those those litanies can fly. Mm-hmm. But precisely there, and I guess this is my challenge, is to actually ask the Holy Spirit, show me a place where I need a trail angel, mm-hmm. uh, where I need to stop and have the courage to confront and have the courage to talk mm-hmm. and have that conversation as you were speaking. Uh, talk to God about that mm-hmm. uh, really and really be real with him. I feel stuck. I feel like this is impossible. I feel like I'm never going to be able to find a, a work-life balance. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm never going to find a schedule that allows me to really pray and give you space in the day, whatever it is, mm-hmm. um, leaning in right there and asking for that trail angel because I know I've been impressed my own life. Uh, yeah. They come. It's amazing. I mean, and swiftly. Yeah. Something about the guardian angels, or I don't know who's doing what, but like, (laughs) as St. Joseph, he's always going to make you grow in faith. I don't know. If you ask for a trail angel, Mm -hmm. it's like, it's... it's He's speedy. Fast. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And and again, I love St. Joseph, but yeah, you know, you got to know who who you're talking to. (laughs) Right. But no, it's it's really stunning, sister. Mm -hmm. It really is. Do you want to um, close us in a prayer? Sounds awesome. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Father, we thank you uh, for the gift of our lives, for the gift of freedom, for the gift of exercising this freedom towards welcoming you, uh, you who are truth and beauty and goodness, more deeply into our lives. We pray that you help our freedom to grow in strength, in courage, uh, that we might exercise it in a way that allows us to become more fully, who you dreamed of us to be. We ask in a special way for your intercession, Blessed Mother, and the prayers of all the angels and saints, and we thank you at a time, Father, for all the ways that you'll provide, as we say, glory to the Father, and to the the Son, and and to the Holy Spirit, Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. God bless and keep you all. So good to be with you. See you next time. This was Let Love Podcast with the Sisters of Life, a religious community of women consecrated for the protection of the sacredness of human life. Be assured of our prayers and learn more at sistersoflife.org.